Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. All right, we've set the scene. We've heard about Boomer's suits. We've heard about 4.30 in the afternoon dinners, talking grass. We got it all. <clears throat> Let's get into the game. As we sit here to tape our show, the Niners are a two-point favorite over the Chiefs. The total is 47 and a half. Boomer, let me just give you a general theme, and you carry it wherever you want to go, brother. To me, it's team versus the GOAT. I mean, it is the Niners who have the better roster. It is going against greatest quarterback I've ever seen in my life and, and, yeah. and a guy that's essentially Jordan in his prime. Um, that That's the theme to me. I'm fascinated by the matchup. You know, you told me this last week when we did our show, and I, I really started to think about it, and it's not like you, you're right. You're right on it. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes has played brilliantly uh, over his last four playoff games, and that includes last year's Super Bowl against the best pass-rushing team in the NFL. You know, last week, dare I say it, he managed, or two weeks ago, he managed the game in the second half. They got shut out by that Baltimore Raven defense. But I do think in this game, they will be able to run the ball really efficiently as the Detroit Lions did uh, two weeks ago, and then prior to them, the Green Bay Packers did uh, against the San Francisco defense. Now, a lot has been said about the lack of effort by the San Francisco defense. I I worry about Steve Wilkes because I think out of all the coaches in this group, uh, he is the lowest, uh, I, I guess, rated coach in my eyes. I think Steve Spagnuolo is right up there because he's done this before. He's done it against different yeah. types of quarterbacks. And then, of course, Andy Reid is one of the best offensive minds in football, and we've seen that with a number of different quarterbacks. And you talk about, you know, the most important relationship in all of professional sports in this country, Mike, is the head coach and the quarterback. And right now, I think it's an unbreakable relationship between one of the great coaches of our time and certainly that great quarterback. Yeah, there's a lot. What you've just said, three or four really interesting things. There's a lot to unpack here. So, so let's start with what you said first. See, I, I think it's interesting is that I don't know if either team can stop the other. When you really look at it, you're right. I mean, the Chiefs, they're going to pound the rock. I think Pacheco could be set up to have a great game. The other angle is people have to adapt to what Mahomes is now. You know, when he started his career boomer, I think he was 8.8 yards per pass. I mean, that, that, that's a huge total. You know what he is now? He's a destroyer. He is infinitely patient. You can't sack him. He has ultimate escapability. And he is more willing than ever to take exactly what you're giving him and smile and just keep it moving. No turnover-worthy plays all playoff long. Not a single throw has been graded a turnover-worthy play. So efficiency on their end. And then San Francisco, we, we know what they're going to do. I mean, they're they're a monolith offensively. And the Chiefs, unfortunately for Spags, <laughs> if you go zero cover here, Purdy <clears throat> will eat you alive. The stats back that up. So it's like, I don't know if either team stops the other. Well, I will say that the Kansas City Chiefs haven't scored a lot of points this year. It's not like a team that's averaging 31 points. Right. And remember, they won 17 to 10 
against a Baltimore Raven offense that uh, really did not do well and actually turned the ball over three times. You know, last week or two weeks ago, I was telling you going into the AFC championship game that to me, the team that had the best red zone defense was going to win. Now, it turned out that Legereus Need had the one great red zone play, and that was the strip sack or the punch, uh, the peanut punch on on Zay Flowers. So I think that's kind of the same situation here. And if both defenses play well inside the 10-yard line, inside the 5-yard line, then it may come down to a kicker. And I will tell you right now, I will take Harrison Butker over any kicker other than Justin Tucker in a situation like this. You know, Boomer, one other thing I wanted to get to as well, you brought up Steve Wilkes. And and this is one, you got to give me your perspective as a quarterback. The Niners run a static defense. They don't move people around. They they don't mix cover very often. This is Patrick Mahomes. You can't fool him anyways, but if you play this static defense and this is what we do, I, Boomer, don't you feel like you're dead and you don't know it? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, look, uh, they're counting on their pass rushers. That's what they're counting on. And they want, they want to see those guys getting up the field and putting pressure and moving him out of the pocket. Maybe that's where he becomes his most dangerous. But the one thing I will say and watching the tape of both the Lions and the Packers game against this defense, I don't know what the defensive ends are thinking. I don't know how many times are they going to get blocked down on by either a tight end or a wide receiver without reacting to it. And, you know, that's something that I think that Andy Reid is definitely going to be, you know, exploiting. And the other aspect of it, when we used to play defensive ends that would come up the field as quickly as Chase Young and Nick Bosa, you try to run underneath them because there's seams there. And your guards have to get to the second level, and they got to get on Fred Warner. They got to get on Drake Greenlaw. And if you can get those guys on there, I believe that Isaiah Pacheco should be one of these guys in today's game, in Sunday's game, I should say, that should be like an odds on favorite to get an MVP. I could see him running for like 135 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, it is something. Look, I mean, the Chase Young thing, I had no problem with them taking a swing and making a big addition. It just it hasn't worked. Uh, I can't explain his effort in that game against the Lions. There were a couple of egregious plays, including the Jameer Gibbs touchdown run, where <clears throat> I, I just didn't understand what I was watching. Like, Chase, we we can all see this. Like, when, this is the tape you're putting out to the world. Can they make a personnel move? Do you give, like, Kinlaw more run? Do you? What can you do if you're the Niners? Cause, well, you know, I, you, I think what you do is you have those internal meetings and – This is one thing where the social media really does hurt the player. Now, he may be dealing with an injury that we don't know about, Mike. That's the one thing I don't know. If he's dealing with like a neck stinger or like a shoulder situation or a peck or something like that, that that could be one of the reasons why he's not reaching out. That's one of the reasons why he's not diving on people. But I will say, internally, John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, and Steve Wilkes have all spoken to the team and the culture and what is expected from this team. I can't imagine that this team is going to be loafing through Super Bowl 58. So maybe just talking about it and having internal discussions about it will get a much better effort from them this, uh, this coming weekend. You know, it's also interesting, Boomer, too. Like we talk about the evolution of Mahomes. You talk about how you have to, you have to understand he's evolved his game. So is the chiefs offense. I mean, Almost half the snaps, they're going to be in 13 or 12 personnel, meaning two tight ends or three tight ends. Nobody does it more. The Chiefs have double and tripled down on big people. Well, you're lining up against the San Francisco team that already is struggling, getting blocked down on and get getting the edge taken. 
the Chiefs are not a team you want to struggle against with that because it ain't going to be wide receivers blocking down on Chase Young. It's going to be a 250-pound tight end. I I have major concerns about the Niner defense up front. I, I really do. So this is where Andy Reid comes in and, you know, looking at tape and looking at matchups and trying to create the mismatches uh, from an offensive perspective. I, I would I would agree 100% with everything that you just you, you just pointed out. And this is why I do think that Isaiah Pacheco is going to have an opportunity to win the MVP here because I do see a I see a big running game actually by both teams. And I think there's a number, I think a 233 or something or 233 and a half combined rushing yards for both teams in this game over under that. I, I kind of feel like it's going to be over just simply because neither team is great against the run. The thing about the Chiefs is that they are great in the red zone when it comes to defense, forcing teams uh, to kick field goals. And you don't want to be kicking field goals against Patrick Mahomes because I think, as you pointed out, you know, it's not been spectacular, but it has been brilliant quarterback play. And yep. what he's figured out is what Tom Brady figured out right around this time in his career, that not everything has to be, let's go for it all. It is now, let's take the short ones. Let, let our guys run with the ball. Let's let them make some tough plays with the ball in their hands. And I think that's one of the beauty of watching a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes or any of the other quarterbacks around his class time, learning the true essence of the game, and that is to play the game where they allow you to play it and then take advantage of it until you can't do that anymore and maybe you do have to become aggressive later on in the game. Now, one matchup that I think is very pro-Niners is going to be, look, you've got injuries up front for the KCO line, Joe Tooney being the headliner, <clears throat> Allegretti will get in there. Again, the Niners are static up front. You know where Hargrave's lining up. You know where Armstead is, etc. Hargrave... Allegretti. Hargrave is a disruptor. He is a pass rusher. That, that to me, if the Niners are going to get this done, Javon Hargrave is going to have to have a huge game against, no disrespect to the gentleman, but clearly a downgrade from Tooney and clearly a backup in this league. I wanted your take on that one. Or is there a bigger mismatch? Well, you know, he has been a backup for them for quite some years and has played in Super Bowls with them. So Allegretti had last week one of the tougher assignments against Matabuke or two weeks ago uh, of the Baltimore Ravens. And maybe that's one of the reasons why they didn't score any points in the second half because Matabuke was definitely more evident in the second half than he was in the first half. And this is a good thing to point out for people that want to get into the weeds and defensive tackles versus offensive guards. But the one thing I will say when you talk about the three interior offensive linemen of the Chiefs, they are all big. Uh, the center is tremendous, uh, you know, Creed Humphrey. So you have three guys really working on two in there, and as long as they can give Allegretti a little bit of a hand, doesn't have to be like overplay the whole thing because we're not talking about Aaron Donald in his prime or, you know, Quinn and Williams in his prime right now. We're talking about – you know, a player that is is good, I still don't think he's all pro level. And that's why I think you can get away with it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. 
So let me give you two guys that I think are going to have a long night out there. I think they'll be targeted by two brilliant offensive minds with Shanahan and Reed, right? For the Niners, you know Andy Reed and Mahomes are salivating. To, and again, Niners are static. You can pick your matchup by where you line up your receivers. Ambry Thomas is <clears> going to have a long night. And for the Chiefs, if I'm Shanahan, I'm finding Leo Chanel, the linebacker out of Wisconsin, and I am going to try to rip him apart in the passing game. Agree or disagree? No, I, I agree. And uh, one thing that Coach Cower has told me this week, and you think about a lot of these Super Bowls, who's ever the most aggressive normally wins. And that means trick plays. That means isolating the weaknesses. That means uh, going right after certain players like Leo Chanel or Embry Tombris. So I, I, I'm there. I'm right there with you. Um, I, I think it's going to be a tight game, though. I really do. And I think it's going to be a well-played game. The Niners have a lot of offensive weapons. And as long as Brock Purdy, who I did interview for the Super Bowl today, is calm, cool, and collected. And the kid that I met and doesn't get balls knocked down at the line of scrimmage, because I'm sure that's going to be part of the game plan for the Chiefs because they saw the Baltimore Ravens do that to him and force him into five interceptions. There were five interceptions that game. But I will say that, you know, to me, that's a big part of the game is going to be the defensive line of the Chiefs getting their hands up and seeing if they can knock down some of these balls. You just nailed it, too. It was the last note I was going to bring up is, look, Steve Spagnuolo's awesome. Um, he's, <clears> had a real, he's had a storied career, man. You get the Super Bowls and win Super Bowls with multiple teams as a D.C., you're, you're the goods. But I don't know that he's going to be able to do what he wants to do in an ideal world. I mean, no one plays more zero cover and just blitzes people like crazy like the Chiefs. And I don't, you can't do that against them. Confusion is what you need to do. And, Boomer, you nailed it. Purdy got spun around 17 different ways by the Ravens. By Mike McDonald, you know they're going to try the same approach. We're just going to try to confuse you. We're going to try to keep you right there in that pocket. Let's get our hands up. I, I, I can't wait to see what they do because if you blitz Purdy, the numbers are what they are. He destroys zero cover. So with that, give me the pick. Give me the total. I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs. I think a high-scoring game, 30-27. to 27. People will laugh at me because the Chiefs don't score a lot of points. But I think in this game – as they start to isolate all the different weaknesses that are in the secondary of the 49ers, this is going to be a lot of big plays in this game. I completely agree with you. No one should laugh. Just just because a team isn't <clears throat> a high-scoring team in general, <clears throat> that, that doesn't matter. It's about the matchup. I'm with you. I like the over 47.5. I don't have nearly as strong an opinion on the game. I just think it's very interesting. Majority of tickets and money are on the Chiefs, and that number – is moving you know it's moved to two i talked to a few people you may see two and a halfs out there i don't know i i, I have a hard time with it so I can't quickly let me one. ask you this let me ask yeah, you buddy. this real quickly hey yeah. the kansas city chiefs are underdogs that's that's happened the last two weeks that's why i picked them why mm -hmm. i mean why are they underdogs that's what scares me because i honestly boomer I, 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 someone i talked to was because you're betting against a better team it's <clears> team versus the goat um, I'll go Niners just for fun for the sake of the show, but I don't have a huge opinion on the game. I love the total, love the over, and we love Casamigos. Rock and roll. Tell them about it.
All righty, so what goes great with football? That's Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos brought to you by those who drink it and love it. Make sure you have plenty on hand for the big game, whether it be on Yeho, Blanco, Reposado, Cristalino, or Mezcal. Casamigos Tequila reminds all of our friends out there to please celebrate responsibly.